seconds, in nine, in eight, in seven, six, five, four, three. Happy 1994! Yo! Welcome back to 1994 was yesterday. Um, for anyone who's new, just FYI, this is a podcast discussing hip-hop through the decades, uh, the culture that surrounds it, and current affairs, basically, in a nutshell. So uh, follow us at 1994 was yesterday on Instagram, subscribe YouTube, iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and uh, just basically that will inform you to when, uh, when we uh, drop new shit on you. Um, so with that out of the way, What's that? Not much, man. How about you? Good. Just really hot, basically. Is uh, just really hot, basically. Super hot outside. Oh. Unreal. But um, it was thunderstorming this morning. Kinda raining. Yeah, yeah. yeah raining sure. heavy. Yep. And now it's not. Now <laughs> it's now it's boiling, sweating hot. But such is life, I guess. Such is life. Um, well, I guess most recently the UK has left the EU for good. Is that sad or, well, depending on some people it might be sad. Some people might be happy. Man, I saw, uh, I watched like a thing and there was a lot of celebration going on. A lot of those people were of a lot older age, I would say, an older age group. Didn't look like there was many people sort of our age group or younger there. Looked like a lot of the, uh, you know, 45 to 50 plus. So, I mean, and majority, like, you know, I don't want to be sort of go down that route necessarily, but white people, you know. That were happy? Yeah, that's celebrating. Right. With uh, this dickhead called Nigel Farage. Tell me more about Nigel Farage. What uh, What kind of toothpaste does this guy use i could tell a lot of about a guy from his toothpaste he uses that type of toothpaste that doesn't even have a color in it just that plain white that's the worst and you know when you brush your teeth with it and it feels like like gritty gritty on your teeth yeah that's that guy economy toothbrush government toothpaste yeah (laughs) yeah um he's a dickhead shout out government our sponsor for today government brand toothpaste (laughs) yeah it's horrible don't buy it. Don't I buy like, it. I uh, like, what kind of toothpaste do you like? I like, um, Colgate. I like the Colgate gel. The gel? With the little blue uh, pieces of glitter in it. Because I think oh, that, yeah, I know. that cleans my teeth a lot better. Well, we just got the uh, the one that had charcoal running through it. So That's all that cool. new, new shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're living in 2030. I know. It's apparently it's supposed to um, be like extra whitening for your tooth. Yeah, right. Um, but interesting fact. Did you know? That, uh, you know how they have like red and green in toothpaste mm-hmm. type thing. It's supposed to be like fluoride and yeah. whatever the other one is, mint or whatever. That's actually just coloring. Yeah. So I, there's like I this bet. this whole like toothpaste war back in the day. And then it was either Colgate or one of the, like the big companies was like, let's make it a color. And then they had this, you know, red and white striped toothpaste and people were like, shoot. And it worked. And it worked because... People need to see a representation of uh, what's in the toothpaste, I guess. It yeah. sells. That's wild. I, I used to be really, when I was younger, I was really into cinnamon toothpaste. For a while, there's one called Close Up, 
Shout right. out Close Up if they're even still a company. Yeah, big up. Um, but Close Up was cinnamon flavored, and it was banging. And I, I could only do gels. I can't do pastes. Can for I some just reason. say, I like I never have until I went to America. I had never had cinnamon toothpaste in my life. That's such a classic American thing to have like yo we, we you know we cannot we need as much sugar as possible and sweet things uh what else can we put it in toothpaste yeah. Let, let's or get bubblegum toothpaste yeah or... <laughs> yeah Let, let's let our kids brush their teeth with bubblegum toothpaste That's and wild. cinnamon toothpaste. when you when you put it that way crazy it's crazy good way to get the kids hooked onto uh big, sweet tasting red and and bubblegum because yeah. we had cinnamon flavored bubblegum too you guys don't it's not really a thing here. Or was it a thing in the UK? Mm, no, I don't remember it being a thing in the UK. It's weird. Bland stuff we had. Yeah. Boiled boiled goose. I've never had goose, but I would imagine that if I was to, it would be boiled for show. Shout out Andy Samberg. <laughs> yeah. Lonely Island. Do you remember that song? Bro, I've, I've actually just been watching, like binging... 99, uh, Brooklyn 99. Oh, it's inc- it's easily it's one of the, the funniest best. shit ever. Yeah, man. one he's, of the best. He's like... He's incredible. Funny, like, so, you know Beastie Boys? Mm-hmm. So, he just reminds me of, like, he would be, like, a new age Beastie Dude, Boy. Yeah. Like, he could do... He's like, that's his whole that's thing, so right? true. Like, Dang. it just... I was listening to Beastie Boys earlier today, like, because it's relevant to later yeah. on. And, um... I was like, I was looking at some images and I was like, that's just him all over. Like the Lonely Island was like a pop version of the Beastie Boys yeah. when you think about it. And Lonely Island was great. It They're was incredible. like so fun yeah. and it was like, that was so great, man. I loved all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Dick in a Box. That shit is hilarious. The video is so hilarious. hilarious. All the videos were yeah, dope. genius. Uh, well, they just got a new season out. Of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. On um, SBS oh. for all you Australians out there. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I remember when they said that they were stopping Brooklyn Nine-Nine, there was like a... A whole thing. A outrage of people going, why are you killing off one of the greatest shows in TV right now? Yeah. It's true. It's great. My wife watches it religiously. Yeah. Like she's wa- she's definitely had to watch it three times through already. <clears throat> and I would like come to bed and she's already streaming Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm like, seriously, again? <laughs> Then again, this is coming from the guy who streamed The Office. The last time I streamed it was a ninth time that I've been through all nine seasons. But of the is office. this uh, so the American Office? The American Office that or the original deserved nine seasons, as opposed to the original that didn't. But I heard that um, Ricky Gervais still wrote. Yeah, yeah, he's the, he's. I so think he's a genius. That's it's just you know I, I never I never even like gave the American Office a chance. To be fair, but since knowing that it's Still written by him. I mean, give it give it three episodes. Still, you know, give it three episodes, yeah. and you'll fall in love. Right, the first the first episode is the hardest one to watch, it, even though it's one of my favorites. You got to give it three episodes, and then you start to get connected to the characters, and you go, oh, and the next thing you know, you wake up, and it's like nine seasons later, and you're quoting it to everybody. All right, well, look, yeah. we're checking this time next week, and I'll let you know how I go with uh, yeah. That office, American, American office. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So, briefly, in general sort of news type thing, just something that I just thought was super ridiculous. Um. There's this kid in obviously it's in America. Um. Some 
kid in Texas, some high school there. He um, got suspended or he couldn't go to his like graduation thing or some shit like that mm-hmm. because it's of his dreads mm-hmm. because uh, he wanted to wear them down or whatever and that was against the dress code. Mm-hmm. But then females who, you know, even if they had dreads, they're allowed to wear them down. I mean, the fuck is that? It's 2020. 2020, bro. Like, wild. What do you think about, you know, what would you do if you were in that situation where, you know, your teacher was like, oh, you can't have, like, like dyed hair, for example, or whatever. But then, you know, Karen behind you has pink and blue mm-hmm. and fucking red streaks in her hair, and that's all good. Uh, I, I definitely, I saw that story and my heart hurt for it, but at the same time, it's, we know, I don't even know, like there's, there is no debate. It, at the end of the day, it's their natural hair. Like what, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and you know, the crazy thing as well is like in America, there's not, unless you're at private school, correct me if I'm wrong, <clears throat> there isn't a dress code. There's no uniform. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Um, so if you have like schools like here in Australia or in the UK or some of the schools in Europe, like they have a uniform. So I can kind of, not that I agree, but I can, can see, see a viewpoint at least. Mm-hmm. But I mean, with American school system, like you can rock up and, you know, obviously it has a uniform by, based, I mean, uh, like rules and regulations. Kind of dress code. Kind yeah. of dress code, yeah. But um, it's messed up. Hair is hair, is hair, is hair. So it's like, at the end of the day, these guys aren't out there. I don't know. Like, it's nobody's in danger. You know what I mean? Nobody is. Exactly. It, it doesn't affect anybody else's life. And it's part of their faith. That's the craziest thing. Like, they're from Trinidad. It's their. Yeah. It's not only their faith, it's their culture. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm half Trinidadian. So, like, I'm completely there with with the dude. Yeah. Um, bizarre. My Caribbean brother. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, that's a good little segue onto. Um, well, as like a completion, it's fucked up. It is, and definitely, that needs to be addressed. But it's probably never gonna change. It's so messed up. Um. But yeah, like I said, a good little segue into. Um, Black History Month. Mm. Ooh. Uh, I mean, you're. I feel like it's more of a thing in America, as 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 a whole, and then slowly it's becoming a thing in other countries, right? Uh, due to internet, that sort of stuff. What are your views on it? As like you know, a young black youth growing up in New York City in Brooklyn. Um, well, you yeah. Know, how, how how was that? For you, if if it was anything, even yeah, as um, as Latino in the states, you're you're lumped in with the black youth, as you just said. Um, so, and I went to predominantly black schools, yeah, in predominantly black areas Mm -hmm. for the most part. Mm, Half the time I went to predominantly black schools, and yeah, so pretty much the end of my high school time, um. Black History Month was always something that we took pride in in the schools. We would 
learn about you know this person, that person, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, uh, Harriet Tubman, uh-huh. uh, Rosa Parks, and you'd and and they'd celebrate it, you know, and you'd have like quotes from Martin Luther King around school, and I saw the pride that would come into the black teachers, the teachers that were Zulu Nation, the yeah, teachers yeah. that were you know wearing the African garb, and it, and it gave them a chance to showcase their culture. And it was like, it was cool. It was cool. I had a first grade teacher named Miss Dijon. I remember she was from... Shout out Miss Dijon. Shout out Miss Dijon. She adopted two girls from Nigeria. Sick. Um, they're, I don't, if, if I get the story correct, her, the kids, actually three girls, the kid's mother's mother passed away and mm-hmm. she, while she was their teacher and she just, they saw, oh. she pretty much fostered them. Yeah. Not, okay, not yeah. really adopted them, but they lived with her. Yeah. Wow. They ended up becoming quite successful that three strong black women in America. Um, Olissa was the girl that I was in class with. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know, there was something like, I, I believe Miss Dijon was Trinidadian also. Um, there you go. Like Afro-Trinidadian. And uh, yeah, I just, I was influenced by so many great black educators that, and they, that were telling me the truth all the time. Uh-huh. They would They would teach us the truth. And that's the beauty of it is that like, when we reach this part of our social studies book, they'd go, well, it didn't really happen that way, but let's just see, teach you how the book says, and then I'll tell you what really happened. And it was like, that was rad, because you're yeah. able to learn like both sides of the of the coin, like how I guess the white American man sees it, and how the black American man sees it, or woman. Um, but I heard a really, I was listening to JRE yesterday, and he had uh-huh. a guy on, the guy that, has converted heaps of KKK guys. Is a black guy. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, his name is, if I'm not mistaken, Dara Wilkins. Okay. Um, it's a brilliant podcast. I definitely heard of this guy before because he collects KKK robes uh-huh. um, after they decide to leave the KKK. So okay. he first becomes friends with them as a black man and then shows them, hey, we're not that different. And then eventually they, make a long story short, they give him their, his robe. Okay. So he's trying to create a Daryl Davis, sorry, not Daryl Wilkins, Daryl Davis, and um, he's working on creating a a KKK museum because he believes that even though it's a dark part of our history, we should never destroy our history. We should yeah. know what what happened in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And he is surprisingly against Black History Month. He thinks that it needs to end, and he is a black man fighting oh. for black people. And he just says that it's it's holding us, it's holding us in an era. Um, where we can now move on from that because we understand what black history is. We don't need a month to celebrate it. We can celebrate black history all the time. You know, it's woven into American culture. And once we decide to, if, if, if it's black history month, then what does the rest of the months make it? White history month? Uh, Well, well, yeah. And and that's the thing, like, um, I am very much in favor of this guy. So mm. my sort of journey into understanding, we in the UK, at least when I was growing up, like, you know, my mum my was adopted into a white family and um, my grandparents, they actually adopted all sorts of races of people like this, Pakistani, cool. Chinese. That's rad. Um, like full African, African, you know, mm. um, other white kids, you know, um, Indian even um and they were like you know people with the faith type thing you know Mm -hmm. and then but at this time you know we're talking like the 
60s, being in the 60s, like you don't, as white Christian people, that's a very, very odd thing to do is to adopt yeah. black babies yeah. or of color babies, <clears throat> different race babies, especially like from where I'm from, it's a very affluent type area, right. or it was anyway. Um, and then growing up, it was just the, the only black people were my mum and um, this woman called Fola and uh and um shit and this other bloke i can't remember his name his name's on the tip of my tongue mm. um and that was it and that's that was all i knew so for me i never really and my mom didn't know about black culture because she was adopted as a baby right so she only knew what anything that she got taught type thing at school which was probably hardly anything especially as in england you don't really have anything that's like black history month maybe they do now right probably not yeah because it our whole um, relationship with like slavery is very different to how it was in America. Right. Um, so then, you know, years years go past, years go past I'm at uni. And the first time I sort of like really dove into like and found out like this whole thing, Black History Month and the rest of it was when I was studying American political science and I was writing a uh, essay on the KKK. And that's when I kind of learned all this stuff and right. the rest of it. And then moving forward, blah, blah, blah. I lived in America for, on and off in America for like six, seven years. Studied in America as well. You know, worked for the Boys and Girls Club of America. And it was all very much um, inner city youth in San Francisco, all the rest of it. So I got an understanding of what, black culture is to them, mm-hmm. et cetera, and like all the rest of it. Now, when it comes to it being celebrated and all the rest of it, I completely agree with um, this Daryl Daryl Davis. Daryl Davis. I don't know why I keep, I subscribe to the kin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I completely agree with him. I think that, and I think there's other people out there for sure. Let us know in the comments what you think. But um, I um, think it's ridiculous to have, in the sense of the same context of what, so then you're just subjecting black history to a month. You're right. Like just one month and then that's it. And we don't talk about it anymore. We still continue in America, for example, we still continue to learn from the book, the books and what they say is right and have no one else questioning it. And that's what you get told. But during this one month in February or like, yeah, it's, Feb- yeah, it's from now until the end of February, right? Correct. Or beginning of yeah. Um, March. Yeah. Um, then you then you can know real things and what really happened. Who right. really invented this, that, and the other? Right. And who stole this idea and stuff? Yeah. But otherwise, the other eleven months, shut up and just listen to what you're saying. Yeah. Type of thing, you know. Um. So that 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 kind of irks me, man. Like I think that it should be something that is woven within the tapestry. To use what you had said, I think that you know, there's so much that we don't know that people of different ethnicities contributed to the world and you get given a month to know about it. Yeah. Or it gets highlighted for a month. It's ridiculous. It, That's what I think. Yeah. It's I, ridiculous. I see exactly where you're coming from. And um, I just remember back to how proud these, how excited these teachers were to go, okay, now is my chance to, and, and, now is my chance to show you 
who the real inventor of peanut butter was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Or the um, telephone. Or the telephone, right? So it's 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 rad to to see all that. But imagine if we didn't have to just subject it to a month and they can just tell us all the time and we can rewrite the the history books to tell the correct information. Exactly. And you and you touched on how like um some of your teachers were coming in like traditional Af- African clothing mm-hmm. or like their um their indigenous mm-hmm. clothing. And it's like, why can't they just wear that whenever? Mm-hmm. Like maybe obviously maybe people don't want to. And and I, I do appreciate that like if you have a period of time, then it is exciting for a younger person, and it's like, oh, we're doing this, like, yeah. oh wow, like, and it's and it's very exciting. But it's like, surely that excitement can be continuous throughout yeah. the whole of your schooling education, yeah. And it shouldn't take going to university as an example to sort of really explore explore that, you know? Crazy. Would it? Would it? Though, is it better to? welcome in a general understanding mm-hmm. throughout the year of black history mm-hmm. or is it still good to have a month where you're not only deciding that that month you're going to learn about Af- you know black history but you're going to honor the black history that has the people that have laid their lives down the the suffering that the the changes that everyone had to go through and almost so that we don't forget what how everyone got here and and where why we are where we're all to, why we are where we are today yeah i think i mean i think that i definitely think that it's a scale thing right so when you're in when you're younger it's very basic basic understanding just like how everything else is mm-hmm. you know you learn very you learn every, all the information that you you know starts at the young age and just gets built upon and goes into Correct. more detail as you yeah. grow, grow up right? so it should be included within your baseline education of um what do you call primary school uh, when you're before high school elementary elementary school yeah. that's it. so in elementary school baseline and i think that it should be in way more detail as you get older like everything else does right. I do think it's important to, um, I th- I do think that it's good to have a focus for sure. But again, it's like, if we keep talking about it, like if you keep talking about something to an extent, it's like you have to let go as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it is horrible. <clears throat> um, the way the, you know, the black people as, as a race, were treated, are treated, mm-hmm. etc. But also, you know, if you hold on to something that's bad, you know, it's just going to keep on affecting you and affecting every sort of decision that you make. You know, if you take, you know, imagine in Australia, for example, terrible, terrible what, you know, happened with Aboriginal people and everything there, right? Right. And it's like... I remember when I first came here and I saw there was a um, Aboriginal health clinic and I was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, so that's, that's how it is, that there's that much segregation within this country still. Right. So for me, it's kind of like, the more you hold on to the something, there's a difference between talking about it and, and celebrating it than holding on to it and being a... a 
uh, that's not the right word, uh, to be a, um, to be lost in the past and to, you know, really grip onto that. Mm. And like, it's all right. You can still make a difference. It can still count if you just let, yeah. be, be a bit easy with it. You know, you take, um, <laughs> you take like in Germany, when all that shit was going down in World War Two and all the rest of it, like, yes, you should definitely be talking about it and, you know, blah, 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 and make it a part of history and, and it is really important. But by the same token, the past is the past and how can we uh, continue in the future if we're still living in the past at mm. the end of the day? That was really long-winded, but you know what I'm trying to say, like... Yeah. It's a it's super I get, touchy I get what you're saying, yeah. I get what you're saying for the most part. It's um, something to think about. But then, uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think, all you listeners out there. Slide into the DMs or leave a comment. What do you think about Black History Month? So, you know, where, where you're head at with what we just said. Um, one thing I will say, though, is that I do think that all these companies that sort of are profiting off of Black History Month really fucks me off something chronic. You know, like you have your Nike, your Adidas... Um, New Balance, mm-hmm. Under Armour, all releasing Black History Month shoes. Now, I appreciate what they're saying is oh, it's to celebrate black people and black lives and, and, and black history and everything like that, which, yeah, I'm down for, for sure. Mm-hmm. But then if that's really what it is, then why aren't you donating all the profits for that month of that shoe or that item of clothing or whatever to, you know, charities or organisations that sort of within the black community or towards local businesses or programs for youth or you know whatever it may be whatever that looks like yeah it's um it's pretty crazy i feel like it's just a money grab massive money grab like it's nuts um do you want to know something interesting because i, I mm. you mentioning the the holocaust and um world war two um, I was I was wondering what was the, what was the time difference nine years between the Holocaust and the Civil Rights Movement. The Civil Rights Movement happened nine years after the Holocaust. That's how soon the Holocaust was. Yeah, that's that's how crazy. close the Holocaust was. <clears throat> the Holocaust ended nine years later is when the Civil Rights Movement started. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Exactly. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? Like you almost you picture it. On two completely yeah, separate yeah. ends. That's exactly of how I was thinking of it in my head. Yeah. The Holocaust was just nine, nine years, it's nothing. Crazy. Right? So the, the Holocaust ended, uh, I guess you can say technically, mm. A of May 1945. Civil rights movement started uh, 1954. Yeah, that's crazy. So close. Wild. Yeah, that's nice. That's, uh, yeah, it it almost it puts it in, into perspective how um, just like you said, you know, obviously nobody's nobody's necessarily like there is a, there's no Jewish History Month. No, yet that's what that's kind of the, right. What I'm kind right. of um, getting at, yeah. But, but in terms of segregation, like not to drag the topic out even mm. longer growing up in a predominantly jewish i was right on the border like literally my avenue was the border between the jewish neighborhood and 
there was a block of Chinese, and then the rest was Mexican, Dominican, Puerto Rican, Latino yeah. neighborhood. Um, when we'd ride past there, they'd all look at us real funny. They have their own fire brigade and their own ambulances yeah. um, called the Hutzola. And I was told by Jewish friends that, yeah, you, you can't call the Hutzola unless you're Jewish. So it's wild to think that they have their own ambulances that won't really serve you unless you believe what they believe. Well, yeah, uh, it, it is for segregation, like by themselves, they're purposefully going out there and segregating yeah. themselves from everybody else. And like, I, 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 I can understand from their point of view, you know, like maybe people don't have the same viewpoints, the same uh, practices as what they do and don't understand how, you know, what's important to said Jewish person. Mm -hmm. But by the same token, I mean, if you're laying there on the street dying, do you, are you really going to care that much? What, what if, your, what what if Rastafarians is... had their own ambulance and fire brigade? Will people be up in arms and going, this is wrong? You know what I mean? They got dreads. They can't. That's a, that's a, that's a, so a, a kid with maybe, maybe Rastafarian background can't let his dreads down, but a Jewish guy can have his own ambulance. Crazy. America. America, ladies and gentlemen. Moving, Moving on. on. Um, we spoke a little too long about that sad, sad topic. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, do let us know what you think because it is important overall and it's important to celebrate everyone's culture mm -hmm. for sure. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. What if every month was a different culture's month? Well, That's you, rad, right? There you go. Because like, then, then in reality, you could have... I know it's, it's, oh, it's going to be bad to say this, but you could have... White History Month, Black History Month, Latin History Month, Chinese History Month. How about we learn about all the cultures? That's exactly. rad. I'm like, sure there's more than 12, but... But, I mean... Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I'll be sick. It's crazy. South American History Month. Learn about the Mayans and stuff, you know? Love the Mayans. It's like Central, Central American Texas. Central America. But, I mean, exactly. So, I mean, someone put us in office because, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'll be the vice president yeah. <laughs> or the vice prime minister or assistant to the, I don't know, whatever that position is, I want it. Done. Um, but in a bit lighter news to do with people doing good for their community and all the rest of it, mm -hmm. ludicrous, as in uh, Luda. move, bitch, get out of the way, and Fast and Furious. And Fast and Furious. Star. I love him in that series. I like him in the... Um, the third one. I like that he's just a smart, techie black guy. It's good, isn't it? It's amazing. I, I bet you it. know what? I bet he's been a role model. There's so many, um, not just people, but like specifically because just because we're talking about Black History Month, like uh -huh. young black youths being like, well, if he's like some techie bloke, then I'm going to be a techie bloke. Yeah. Because you kind of see, you know, whatever yeah. you see, you do type Your thing. heroes. You see your heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well. Being a hero, he donated $75,000 to um, some school in yeah. South Florida for um, music instrument, musical instruments and like their whole program and stuff, on. which is like, that's the sickest thing ever, man. Um, but do you reckon that enough people, um, rappers, hip hop artists, give back to their communities and... and do you think that they should even? Do you think they even have to? Like, do you, 
You know what I mean? Like, because, I mean, they earn their money. They uh -huh. should do whatever they want with it. But do you think that, you know, they should be getting involved in that way? Or do you reckon they should just chill and just whatever? I think that if you're called to give back to your community, you should do it. If mm -hmm. not, nobody should shit on you. But um, agree. Chance is doing a hell of a job giving back. Yep. Um, you... I think it's important, man. I think, especially if you come from an underprivileged community, yeah, it is important that you don't understand the amount of people that you inspire when you give back, right? So then they are now filled with spirit where they go, man, you know what? I want to get big now so that I can give back more too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you lift up that entire community. So big ups to Ludacris. I absolutely love when... I, and I also think that there's a lot of celebrities that give back, and I love when they don't have to say don't anything, even, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, we can think all we want about, oh, well, we don't hear about into rapper's name here giving back, mm. but they might, you know, uh, Method Man might have, I don't know, might have like a school program that he funds. Yeah, you yeah, you yeah. never know, and it's none of our business, and... You know, it's it's cool when we do know about it because we could give them big ups. But at the end of the day, sometimes they're just trying to do humble stuff. Um, you, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Will Smith started like a chain of schools. Like, oh, uh, you know, I actually did hear that yeah. Some, somewhere. I, re I read like a um, a headline somewhere, right. somewhere like that. Yeah. But yeah, I did know that. Um, but at the same time, is it like, well, is it a school based out in Calabasas for the extremely rich? Yeah. Or is it a school that's low cost but very high quality education where families from underprivileged communities can, you know, send their kids there. We don't know. But either way, it's better than nothing. Better than nothing. Exactly. Yeah. I think my, uh, my stance is definitely on the same in that man. I think that it is good, but that people get involved and I think it's good to be humble because, you know, they're not really doing it for anyone else. They're doing it for themselves and mm -hmm. fair play. What I do think is though, that maybe, Less people probably want to do it because it's, there's a lot of politics in it. Mm -hmm. But I think um, getting involved in how that, with music, because, I mean, this is what we're here for. Right? Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. With music, I think that um, they could definitely maybe be more involved in a level that contributes to the whole country, uh, whatever country that may be that they are. Um, I mean, I guess we're predominantly talking about America. Yeah. Um, shout out Alfie Shout out Alfie um, Yeah predominantly like um, uh, Yeah America Yeah So do you think that maybe Rappers or other Artists of said Hip hop genre R&B etc Whatever it may be Pop country or whatever Is there a place for them To get involved with the way That music is delivered Within the classroom um, Yeah Yeah Like I, I think that's that's where you got to go next. Mm -hmm. It's all well and good. Good. Blah. It's all well and good giving 75 grand here and loads of instruments and all the rest of it. That's like, that's obviously that's great. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. But imagine if you were like a board of directees for that township or that state or mm -hmm. city or whatever it is, and you actually implement real, real change yeah. into like uh and not just in music and in, in, in art in, in, in general yeah and all yeah. kinds of arts you have these people who are like <clears throat> bizarre right so you have this person who is like an education minister or whatever they are yeah and, th and then they have someone who's distant the other but it's like well you take someone like 
Okay, Ludacris, because we're talking about him. Mm-hmm. And he's come from like very underprivileged sort of background, etc. And and look what has become of him yeah. and his success and hundreds of people like him. Um, imagine if they were the people who are helping to curate that music program That's or rad. whatever that program yeah. is. So you take someone from that field or a group of those, but you have yep. a board of those people mm-hmm. from that field, like five or 10 of them or something. And then they sit with the education minister, whoever that is. Design a curriculum or something like that. How sick would that be? That's what a legacy that would be to yeah. leave. I'm, I'm even thinking like, what about, you know, um, famous chefs from areas designing Absolutely. cooking programs for, for kids and all a- that kind absolutely. of stuff. Everything, anything that you can think of. Yeah. There's a famous or a well-known person doing that. Yeah. So why not? Like with podcasting, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan is probably one of the most famous podcaster people. Yeah. Now imagine if he had a, a like, you know, like a radio schools or whatever like music tech schools and they teach a radio portion imagine if he curated that would be sick you know the curriculum on on about podcasting and radio he did that Mm -hmm. combined with like a couple other like big radio hosts famous people and rest of it that would be really cool especially because a lot of people got into podcasting because of joe rogan yeah and i enjoy his part i mean that's my favorite podcast ever i enjoy his podcast but um how cool would it be to hear from people? Because they they often have that saying, "Those who can't teach," right? Um, yeah. How about here or learning, sort of pseudo learning from the person who actually made it and knows what works and what doesn't work? Yeah, that'd be really rad. Well, you know, they do have that um, that masterclass. You know, that masterclass yeah. YouTube thing yep. or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and that's great, and that's definitely. A good direction. Super good. But imagine if they applied that to the schooling system. Yeah. That'd be even rad to mix in master classes with actual school. Yeah. Like well, gym class, you're learning how to shoot threes from Steph Curry via the master class videos. You yeah. know what I mean? So you can maybe break that's that down within the month. Harder. You yeah. know what I mean? And go, hey, we're gonna look at thirty minutes every gym class and we're gonna apply what he says to that. And the gym yeah. teacher is the facilitator of everything. So it's like how many more kids would be into basketball because they admire Steph Curry and they go, oh, right, I could learn to shoot threes like Steph. Yeah. Um, I think Masterclass is a brilliant tool. Yeah. Brilliant tool. Yeah, if they applied that, if they used that as a tool within school, I can't believe no one's done that. Well, I mean, I'm not at school, so I don't know. Maybe maybe someone does do it, but it's a good idea, brother. Who are the people that we need to tell to... uh, Get it sorted out. Get it on. I don't know. We gotta we gotta work our way from the bottom. So I think we gotta start at the council and then work our way up from there. That's it. Megan's um, eventually gonna be councilwoman though. So oh yeah, I'm rooting for her to get into politics. Well, I'm there. I got you back. She is what politics needs. So shout out to my <clears throat> wife because um, all her incredible visions and um views on life are what's going to make the world a more beautiful place everything's rooted in kindness need more of that yeah so um megan 2030 let's say that i back it megan you heard it here first got you babe all righty um mo- mo- moving on moving on um so we spoke last week about lil wayne's album yep funeral and i mistakenly yawned 
thinking it was Eminem. Eminem. That's all right, though. Can I make a PDA real quick? Yeah. I noticed I've been a bit tough on Eminem. Not that it matters. Not that he knows that I've been tough on him. But I <laughs> yeah, feel like I've just been like, just a bit. <laughs> this one weird guy from this podcast I never heard of. Um, I feel like I've been a bit rough mm. on it. Um, I don't like the music. But he can do whatever the heck he wants because he's Eminem. And he, I think he charted 12, 12 songs were in the top top Billboard thingy Majiggy. like right now apparently he has the most songs in history on the top billboard i don't know what what the heck is going on but who cares the end he, eminem could do whatever the excuse my language whatever the fuck he wants mm. i just not vibing it the well, end right, no continue. yeah i agree and i think who cares that he has 12 songs in the in the in it's the all fake charts. stuff anyway you know how they do that we'll explain another another episode of how they create these built bogus well, billboard charts later on that could actually come into play anyway let's do it um but yes little wheezy f tunchi mm-hmm. so mistakenly i said a uh, 12th studio album 13th studio album, for all those uh pedantic people out there lucky 13 lucky 13 so from my understanding it's an answer to um his last album which is called now the name is escape me the Carter f- something. The Five. Carter 18. Five. Well, like. that was the most recent album, but I think. But there was a... Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm looking it up now anyway. Um. So what did you think overall on so, um, Lil Wayne's album? Um, I didn't like it. Personally, mm-hmm. it's just not my vibe. It's never Lil Wayne's never been my vibe, and mm-hmm. that's that's all right because we all have different. That's the beauty of the world. We all have different perspectives and different yeah. views, and we can all appreciate each other and not have to hate on each other because we don't believe what the other person believes. Was it Welcome to the Concrete Jungle or Face to Face? No, 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 no. It's something to do with like funerals, not funerals. The opposite of funerals, oh. like. Risen, some shit like that. I can't remember. And it don't matter. But yeah, I don't like it. Um, I'm not a fan of Lil Wayne. Rebirth? Rebirth, thank you. Rebirth. 2010. I think, yeah, so I think this was like, Funeral was like, kind of like the uh, the flip side of that. Yeah. He's but, released a lot of music since then, though. Well, Jeez. so on the Zane Lowe interview on uh, Apple Music, mm-hmm. he said that he's got 20 albums worth of songs Still to go. Lord almighty. That's incredible. So wild. How do you feel about it? I know that you are a Lil Wayne fan. So being someone, talking to someone who's not that much a Lil Wayne fan, you being a Lil Wayne fan, how did you like the album? Um, I think it started off good. I think the middle kind of lost its way a bit and then the end kind of picked up. Um, Do you blame that on albums? On the length of the album, do you think you would have had the same perspective if the if it was shorter? A EP, five songs? Mixtape? Well, I think for, for me, five songs is, is not enough. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I definitely think 24 songs, man, that is a lot of songs to get through. Like, we, we've talked about this before, like, you know, off, off podcast and talked about how shorter people have, like, a less longer um, yeah. span. Mm-hmm concentration span and the rest of it and like look 
I'm all I'm all for back in the day, you know, twenty-four songs and they release a double album with twenty-four on each disc or whatever, but man, that is that's a lot of music and like you said, I'm, you, I think you said it last week. Like, how many of those songs are you actually going to listen to? Right. Or, or we, or we spoke about it somewhere yeah. along the lines. You were like, how many of those songs are you really going to listen to, like over and over again? Um, and with this album, that's definitely something that doesn't. I'm not about to sit here and listen to that album again anytime soon. Um, maybe a couple of tracks. But Would it be cool if he released one every fortnight? Um, would you? Would you more have bumped that? Than an entire album, yeah, definitely because it would just I'd be like, oh, that's sick! I'll put it on the playlist, and then it'll be on the playlist, and then you know, two weeks later or a month later, another track comes up. Oh, cool! That's I think that's cool. a new music model, man. Man, you you touched on this before. Yeah. Um, I think I don't think it was on the podcast. I think it was just Casual. conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you had mentioned a track a month, mm-hmm. twelve tracks, twelve tracks, one year. That's pretty much the length of a of a what I would consider a decently linked album. Yeah, I, I think twelve tracks is for me. Maybe maybe thirteen, but mm-hmm. I mean twelve is the one. And I think yeah, if if Lil Wayne had, there's a lot of tracks he could have just taken out and f- f- chucked on a mixtape. Right. You know what I mean? Like as a studio release album, man, shorten that shit. Twelve done. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that was cool was that. He kind of um, on the la- on the outro there was like a twenty four second silence. That's cool. Um, yeah, I think that. And then twenty four tracks. I mean, I don't know if that was specifically because of COVID passing away or because he'd already done that. But I mean, it's a nice potentially a nice little nod. From my understanding, he hasn't really said anything right. about it. But they were mates and that, so wouldn't be surprised. And the eighth song. On the uh, yeah, the eighth song. Big James. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, good little nods. Um, but what I will say is that his metaphors are still on point. Um, yes, that's something that I, I cannot wrote, deny. I wrote one down. Let me find it. Um, <laughs> his metaphors are incredible. That's something that, you know what? I'm not a huge fan of Lil Wayne, but his metaphors are on point. I wonder. Um, I wonder who wrote this metaphor that you're about to. <laughs> okay, so the, yeah, so uh, where the fuck did I put it? Which we were earlier talking about. How Lil Wayne doesn't write his own music, so does he get professionals to write these metaphors? No. So so what he does is he he writes. He doesn't write anything down mm-hmm. specifically yeah so what he'll do is he'll go into the booth freestyle and then just freestyle it out until something picks up and then mm-hmm. he'll go with that or he'll just uh record it on his iphone like on voice memos or whatever right so you don't mean he doesn't write his own music as in I he has ghost writers as in you he, mean he physically does not write. sit down and write and try to focus on rhymes and this and that yeah, so he doesn't have like a okay. um, a rhyme book, right? So right. to speak. Gotcha. That's uh, again changes my perspective on Lil Wayne because I thought you meant because I don't know much about him. Yeah. So when you said he doesn't write his own music, he doesn't write his music. I thought you meant he doesn't write his own music as in he has ghostwriters. No, he do, a, he just doesn't. Break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. So all his stuff from uh, I think it was like 
uh, I don't know, I can't, I'm not going to even say because I can't remember, but there's like a turning point. He was like, I'm not going to write anything down anymore. Mm. And then, so everything is all just, and then what he has to do, I watched an interview eight years ago, is that he then has to like learn the song to then to be able to perform right, it like on stage right. and stuff. Makes sense. Um, I found that lyric that I was thinking of. Um, his line was, pistol whip you till you know the serial number by heart. That's pretty cool. Like, that's so sick. And then, like, when you get like an image of that, like, pretty horrible. Like getting, you know, pistol whip with, yeah, uh, with yeah. a gun. But then it's like, he's hit you so badly that the serial number of the gun that's engraved in the gun is now embedded into your yeah. like your face or your body. Like, yeah. that's it's pretty impressive, yeah, you yeah. know. And um, when I was see, when I was sort of like writing some of the stuff up. I was like on Facebook real quick. I don't really go on Facebook very often, but you know, they have Facebook memories. Mm -hmm. So 10 years ago, yesterday, I actually posted up um, Lil Wayne lyrics and they are uh, another like amazing metaphor lyrics, mm -hmm. which go as, um, I think it's a track he did with Eminem, funny enough. Mm -hmm. um, I got ice in my veins, blood in my eyes, hate in my heart, love in my mind. I've seen nights full of pain, days were the same. You keep the sunshine, save me the rain. I search but never find, hurt but never cry. Sick. Yeah. Like that His flow, rhymes are, that flow is, are fire. And that's it. And that's the thing. Like, so he said in this, in this interview how he wanted to be more current um, in the sense of his, this album in, like, in line with like how the people are doing it today. You know, like all right. like the shit music today. Yeah. Hence why the middle part of his whole album, which is the majority of the tracks, are a bit crap. Right. Some of the beats are all right. But yeah, overall. Out of 10? Mm, uh, well, not very high. Like a six and a half, maybe a seven, but that's just because metaphoric, like his lyrics. His lyrics? His skill always, set. Yeah, is, his skill is, set. I, I just don't think his delivery is very good. It, this, is, this is what's so annoying. So with this album, it's like, there's a few tracks that his delivery is like sick. And then the rest of it is just falls at the, the wayside because it's just like, man, 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 all yeah, that mumble yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do you think that people should, like Eminem, trying this newer stuff and the rest of it? Like you just said how oh, he should be, do whatever he wants, but, do you, but also should he not just stay in his own lane? Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like keep that shit to mixtapes and whatever, like actual studio music you're releasing, you know, what do you reckon? Or maybe he should keep, or maybe studio music should be the new shit and then mixtapes should be um, the actual real good stuff. I have no answer for that. I don't know. Everyone's so different. But can you, imagine, but can you imagine like Nas just coming out with an album that's like, like how Lil Wayne's is and Eminem's is being like trying to be like all current and all the rest of it like no yeah you know yeah, what I mean yeah 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 I feel you the thing is that from the way that I look at it Lil Wayne's music is the reason current music is current like it, mm -hmm. so Lil Wayne in my eyes Lil Wayne birthed this whole because a lot of these rappers today the current rappers grew up on Lil Wayne yeah um, yeah yeah I was talking to a friend a while back um Phil, and he was telling yeah. me how, because I, I told him, I was like, fuck, I've never paid attention to Lil Wayne. The only time I paid attention to Lil Wayne and I gave him, and I gave props was in Forever 
which was Drake, like our oh, early yeah, Drake yeah, song yeah, featuring yeah. Eminem, um, Lil Wayne, Jay Z, a couple. Uh, I forget who else was on there, but well, actually um, a good tune too. It was real good, and um, I th- my favorite my favorite line from there, which I knew that that's what I was like. Oh, Lil Wayne has bars. Mm. He said like. Um, Hopped into the car and told my chauffeur to the top. Life is such a fucking roller coaster. Then it drops. But what should I scream for? This is my theme park. I was like, oh my god! Yeah. Like this guy is incredible. Like what the heck? Like yeah, that's I. Sick. It was wild, and I was like, oh okay. So he's telling stories now. Like it's not so. And then and then Phil told me he's like, yeah, Lil Wayne bumps man. But and I told him Lil Wayne was after my time. I found him annoying. In a way, like after my time is in, I wasn't paying attention to him. I yeah. was already into like hardcore and, and, and other metal and rock and stuff. So I wasn't mm. paying attention to him. And I forget like cats like Phil, who's now he's like performing and he's like making albums and he's doing his thing and he's, you know, making his way to the top. He grew up on Lil Wayne. You know what I mean? So it's like to him, Lil Wayne is is a G. But to me, Lil Wayne was like that annoying rapper guy. And then when you look at other Lils, all the Lils, mm. Lil Wayne was the first Lil. Like sure. when you really think about it, you know what I mean? It's like all these other cats are getting inspired by Lil Wayne. So I can I understand his impact is incredible. And we have some pretty good songs um, just out there in the world today thanks to Lil Wayne's influence. Because I, I fucks with a lot of the new stuff. I like Lil Tekka. I bumped, I bumped Lil Tekka. You know what I mean? Mm. I, when, when, when Lil Yachty first started, I bumped Lil Yachty for a bit. Um, I've definitely bumped a Lil Pump track once or twice in my life. All the Lils, I understand. But at the same time, it's like we... Yeah, make a long story short, I get it. I get why people like him. I just... I don't see it for myself. Well, I mean... Again, a few tracks that I put on my playlist, and then the rest of it, I wouldn't care less if I ever heard it again. Um, for me personally, like, I think I touched on this last week as well. You know, Wayne went to Rikers Island after Carter Four, or after um, I'm Not a Human Being, rather. Mm-hmm. And then everything since then, since he came out of Rikers, has been, in my opinion, a bit shit, basically. Like, he lost that, like, little Wayne-ness. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he started doing, being a lot more mumbly, a lot more just terrible. Uh, and I think that the drugs had tons to do with it. What, with him being good before destroyed. or after? What, afterwards? So when he came back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, but, I mean, it's funny because usually when rappers come out of prison, they're like, they got all this new shit, and it's like, oh shit! Like this guy. He was bro. He had the life in prison. I'm sure of it. Yeah. So many people. I bet it was loved like him. Yeah. I bet prison. he had a as good a time as you could. Bro, he had have. a Tempur-Pedic in prison, bro. Like a straight koala mattress, bro. <laughs> like this guy, he definitely had ice cream bar. He had liquor yeah. on tap. Like. He he was. I'm sure he was king. Nice. King of Rikers for sure. Come on, man. Especially when you're a celebrity in those spots, like you got people that take care of you. You know. Yeah. 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 He would have been fine, and I'm sure he's taking care of the guys. And that's that probably why, like, no good music came out right. from that experience mm-hmm. because 
it was a good experience. Right. Or as good as it can be. Um, but I think he needs to make a stick to a shorter length album, focus on their metaphors, that lyrical skill, that flow. And then we've got another cut of four, three, two, banger. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, he sucks. On that album. Dang. On that album. It comes from a fan, y'all. That comes straight from a guy who genuinely likes Lil Wayne. Yep. Well, mo- mo- moving on. Um, so, trying out like a new sort of like segment, First Impressions. Yep. I thought it could be cool. Um, so, just sort of a brief first impression on a couple of tracks that release either this week or the past week rather, mm-hmm. or just tracks in general. Yeah. Um, so if anyone out there in the world wants to get our first impression on a track, just uh, slide in DMs, comment, you know, hit us up, let us know a track, and we're, um, we'll definitely give you our first impression on it. But uh, for this week, there's five tracks I got. Yeah. So the first one is uh, the new Royce Five Nine. I don't age. Yeah. What do you think? I like Royce. I like Royce. I think I think anything he makes, I'm gonna, I'm kind of gonna like because I'm a bit I'm a bit biased with Ooh. that. You know what I mean? Um, I like Royce, man. So it, again, I'm gonna be biased. I liked it. I it wasn't memorable. That's for sure. But I didn't hate it. Look, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's a bit whack. Hmm. But um, I think he could, the beat was pretty sick. The and beat was sick. He could have done so much more of it. Like, I would like to have seen like a, um, a, a sort of a, a catch and throw, you know, catch and release yeah. type vibe with yep. it. Like, going back and forth with the beat because yep. it's, it's that type of beat and it needs, that would have been like yeah. the one. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. Not not that much substance to the lyrics or anything like that. Out of 10? Personally. Did I? Four? Three. Ooh, all right, I'm going three. And I like him. I'm going three as well. I thought I was, I was just being generous with four. <laughs> I'm not fucking going three. <laughs> three, uh, three out of 94. Yeah. Oh, um, all right, so young MA or young Ma, maybe young MA, young MA, young MA, young MA 2020 um, vision. She's the, 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 another thing, though, is that I don't bump to her music now, but when she was younger in Brooklyn, yeah, oh my god, yeah, watch your fucking back because that girl was vicious. Wow, she everyone was buzzing about young MA. So, like, what, so what happened? I don't. She got stardom. That's what happened. Well, stardom. You know, and that and that's literally like my problem with the track is that like all she's talking about. And I know a lot of people have done this. I know a lot of people do this, mm. but it's boring. It's we already boring. know. Oh, this is how I made my first million. <laughs> and I'm so fucking silly. It's yeah. like just shut up. Yeah, you're an idiot. No one yeah. cares. Like you're all like in a limousine, all cramped up. Brag as fuck. hop. Yeah, yeah, brag hop. Yeah, That's it's it. just your clout new, is new, shit. New title right there, brag hop. Whack it's music. It's the whack music. Um, so yeah, get away from my ear holes. Uh, Young MA, 
if you bump her old stuff, you'd see she was vicious, my man. Like vicious. And then all of a sudden she got stardom. And it just, she got soft. Yeah. It's, she got soft. It's so whack. It's so like unsubstance. It's just nothing. It's, yeah. it's, it's literally it's nothing. nothing. Yeah. It's, it's nothing. nothing. But Out of 10? One. I give it a two just because I have respect for her as a person. And past shit. And her past stuff. Two. Two. All right. Um, yo, golly. More ready than ever. I'll let you go first. Um, so he's got a new album out, actually. Right. And um, I just picked, like, the release, the yep. song release. Yep. Um, Beat is fire. Beat I, I was beat like, nice. as soon as it came out, I was just like, ooh. Um, I'm just going to read off what I wrote because it's just mm -hmm. easier. Um, full bodied, like, as a whole thing. It's like just coffee. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just real tasty. Um, again, not the best lyrical sort of induced tune mm -hmm. um we could easily bang it out like the way i see it is that like you know you're cruising down the street it's like a warm summer's four. day in the six for how um yeah it's a it's a warm summer day you got the roof down or the windows down or whatever and you're just bumping this track yeah like you don't know any of the words you're never going to know the words mm -hmm. but you know who cares about the words you feel good but you're feeling good and you're just you're just it's just yeah. a, it's a great time um that's how i feel about the track yeah i don't I'm not I can't say I'm a fan of them. Yeah. But I like I like good singles. And that's I, it's a good I song. go on a single single to single basis. I haven't heard the album. I don't think I will. I won't even I'm not even gonna lie and say, yeah, I'll check it out. It was it was alright. I'm not gonna add it to my playlist, but it was never. Oh was no, right. I would. Out of ten? Because mm, that summer vibe, man, it gets me. Mm -hmm. I love that summer vibe. I'm gonna go like a Six. I'm gonna go four point five. Six point five. Okay. Just cause like I just, I just know that feeling. And yeah. I just yeah. Crank it. You're, you're trying there. to channel you you in your mind. It takes you there. Yeah yeah yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. So purely because of that. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. You know what else takes you there though? What? I wish we had a sponsored drink so that we can just go, this <laughs> drink right here and make a little bit of money, but we don't. Um, Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff's Summertime. That's exactly the song that I have in my head. Yeah. And it just, that takes me there. As soon as that comes on, it's just like, <sighs> yeah, you feel good. Yeah, yeah. Or, um, the festival song by, um, uh, Australian dude, Pez, I think it is. It's probably not Pez. Yeah, I don't know. But if you Google, uh, or type into YouTube, uh, the festival song and like Australia or something like that, mm -hmm. that song. I'll play it for you afterwards. It's mm. like a vibe. And yeah, it, cool. And it's, yeah, it's nice. Um, next track, second to last. Uh, Lil Nas X featuring Nas. I'll have a conflicting view from you. Yep. But I like Lil Nas X. I think his melodies are pretty fun. He's fun. He's not, I don't think he's actually trying to be a rapper. I think Lil Nas X is just riding this old town road wave out. He made Panini. What was this one called? Rodeo? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Rodeo. So um, he, he, Old Town Road, riding it. Panini, still riding it. Rodeo, he's going down a little bit, but he's riding it. And I big ups to him, bro. Because you know what? If I was Lil Nas X, I put out three tracks. 
Peace. See y'all later. Buy myself a couple houses. <laughs> Thank you for your time, y'all. But his melodies are not bad. And that's why I could fucks with it. Now, on the other side, I was a bit disappointed in Nas a little bit. It's like a little I, bit. That's I, an get, I get that you're trying to it I get that you might it might look like you you're reaching your hand out to the to the youth. Yeah. But it almost looks like you're reaching your hand out for a little bit of cash. 100% cash. You know what I'm saying? How? Keep, keep it. I, I know you got a lot of things to say about this. But I have. Um, I actually have, contrary to that, I have very little to say. Oh. It's. I thought the beat was all right. Mm -hmm. I like the sound. I like Lil Nas X's voice, the mm -hmm. sound of his voice. Yep. It's quite how a, round it is. Yeah, it's quite yeah. a good voice. Um, Shout out to him being gay too. Yeah, holding it down. I'll, uh, I'll come on to that. Cowboys. I'll come on to that, that in a sec. Um, but basically, it's a nothing track. I have nothing to say about it. Naz is like supposed to be the king, and I think he's let fucking everybody down. Oh man, he was the king in the nineties, though. He's still. He's, <laughs> No, Ilmatic. don't tell me that. No, Ilmatic. he's still... Ilmatic. He's still... Ilmatic. That's the only argument that you have is one word. Ilmatic. One album title. Ilmatic. Um, so the question is why bother? And you've already answered it. Yeah. Because he's... Um, for the money. Does he need money? No. So why are you doing it? It's, I have Maybe no idea. Maybe he does need the money though. Maybe he had a few bad investment deals. Well, I know that... Could you use an extra couple million dollars? Yeah, let's be real, bro. Come on, it's not. It's out of ten. Fucking no, zero. Negative three out of ten. Is that what you're saying? Hundred percent negative. Everything negative ninety four. I give it an idiot. I give it a eight. Such a no. But what I will say is, I give it an eight because because. Because it pisses you off, it's and that's why I'm giving it an eight. Put uh, that in the history books. Well, 1994 was yesterday. I gave, what was the song called again? Rodeo. Rodeo. An eight. Terrible song. Um, it's not even that good. Anyway, uh, you touched on it earlier. Um, yeah. uh, Lil Nas X is a uh, same-sex type of guy. Yes, sir. Um, so, Along with Tyler and Frank Ocean. Yeah, so what what are your thoughts about uh, coming out as gay within hip hop, R and B? I think it's rap, rad. That sort of thing. I think I think for a long time they've they've had um it was very anti gay. It was Ooh, a lot. Sure. It was it was a real um the use of the word faggot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The use of the word just gay in general with a negative connotation to it mm -hmm. um, as a diss being used. Yeah. And we've all done it. We've we've all used it, especially mm -hmm. being a cat writing stuff you you're making diss tracks you want to yeah. offend the person as much as possible that's what the 90s was about really in hip-hop um but we're growing we're growing times are changing and i think that's rad like i know tyler's not full gay he's bi but that you know how many other cats that inspire and and makes them feel like they're all right like all right we're gonna be all right yeah. Yeah. and yeah i think it's great i think it brings the conversation into sort of like a world that it hasn't really been in before mm -hmm. uh, which is awesome and people seem to be quite accepting of it which of, of course they should like 
my whole thing with it is that like it shouldn't matter obviously it shouldn't matter whether you're gay or not it shouldn't even be a conversation of like oh yeah like I'm a gay guy or whatever it's like it doesn't, it doesn't matter but it doesn't, it doesn't matter like you are you do whatever you do type thing but it's good that it's been talked about and recognised within hip hop because there's definitely been a, a lot of negativity around it in the past true but do you think there's going to be people coming out as bi just so that they can get that leg up? Look, it wouldn't surprise me. It's not like, you know, in the past people haven't used their looks um, to get a step up within their jobs in every day. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm certain that actors and actresses alike as well have used their looks or who they are to their advantage and same with rappers and everything. I mean it as the same way that Lizzo has a gigantic leg up from the plus size woman community because oh, she's okay. a representative. Oh, right. okay. Sorry. Will somebody completely misunderstood that? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Uh, um, yes, I do. 100%. So do, do you think that some people will go, Oh, well, you know, I can, use this buy or gay thing to have and and the gay community is so supportive with their artists with yeah, their with, with anybody like the gay community is one of the tight tight knit like super supportive communities yeah um i'd say more supportive than the white and the black community really right mm, yeah I, I mean i don't see like they yeah, they would i'd say so you it's different like a white guy might support a, another white guy because just because he's white mm. a gay um a black guy might support another Black guy, just he's black, maybe. But a gay guy, most of the time, might support a gay woman or a gay man because they're they're part of their team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the support is there. So I feel like it, you reckon there's be people that are going to be capitalizing on that support and going, well, here's a, a quick way that I can, you know, make it a little bit further. Yeah, 100%. People... Um, a lot of people are opportunists. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they say that um, sometimes when people steal things, they only steal them because the opportunity is there to be taken. Mm. No one else is looking, so I just take it. Yeah. So you apply that same sort of logic like with this. Yeah, of course people can take opportunity of it. And just like the big uh, you know, record companies, and the rest of it, they'll definitely take yeah. whatever way, whatever angle there is to make money. People do it, you know, and it might not be money, it might be, you know, for some other reason, but you know, if that increases your fan base, then why not? You know, it yeah. wouldn't surprise me if you know, not like Kanye West, for example. His his fan base has now, I don't know, ten times as big as what it was before, and he he has Christian, the Christian or yeah. the religious community or sort of backing for him to yeah. an extent but how many fans did he lose after doing that not as many not as many uh -huh. i don't think so i don't think it out because obviously yeah there's a bit of give and take you, you know you're gonna lose a little bit but think how many people are um of faith who are like i'm not going to listen to hip-hop at all or rap because it's yeah x y yeah, z yeah. i get you and then you know what i mean whereas someone who's already been listened to him is like oh well I still like it. Yeah. I still, I I'm still yay. I still get it. I think it's cool. He's just talking about something different, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so people, I'm not saying that that's what he did, but I'm just saying that's a kind of an example of like you know. I think people definitely do shit to their advantage. Um, 
But anyway, last but not least, uh, Jada Kiss, Rick Ross, and Imani. Kisses to the sky. Oh, kisses to sky. Jada's uh, first and second verse were like super sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic Jada. The beat was like classic Jada. He's a savage. I was just like... You felt, felt warm, right? Yeah, I felt <laughs> warm. I felt real comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as Rick Ross started talking, I was just like, shut up. Mm. I thought his verse was just just shit. And it kind of let down the whole track. You know, we've talked before about having shorter tracks. Yeah. That could have been a two-verse, two-hook. Yeah. And then just something to end it. Yeah. Boom, done. Didn't need Rick Ross on that at all. At all. Um the, this dude, Manny, I don't really know. No, me either. But his vocals were sick on it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a good little radio release for Jada. Good radio release for Jada. Something to make people remember he's still around. Yeah. It's like, yo, I'm still here. Yep. You know, I'm just chilling. It's still like, being a legend. Exactly. Because uh, he is the a legend. Ma is still there. <laughs> yeah. No, no. On the <clears throat> side note, though, he had a track with Gangstar guru mm. um called right where you stand and he said and i quote and i think this is the Whoa. dumbest shit he's ever done in his life right he said when you're done i'll t- i'll take uh when your man when i when i get your mans i'll take his timberlands oh no dang i'm i'm because i'm because you know what i'm trying to remember my memory is pretty good and I don't even like this track, so I'm trying to remember <laughs> the lyrics, right? He goes, um, I'll take your Timberlands off and pass them right to your mans. J to the mwah, and I'll leave you right where you stand. <laughs> J That's to the so what? <laughs> said, excuse me? Did you just throw a kid? That's unsolicited, unsolicited uh, affection, sir. But appreciate it. <laughs> Jade to the mwah, and I'll leave you right where you stand. And it's just, it sounds sick, though. It's Jade to kiss, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there. Shout out Jada for holding it down. Jada Pickett Smith and Jada Kiss. All Ooh. the Jadas out there. All the Jadas. Including the Jade bracelet you could buy at Chinatown for five bucks. Five bucks. That's the best version of Jada. Um, all right, moving, uh, mo- mo- moving on. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, actually, not moving on. We're going back. Oh, okay. Radio release. Huh? So, do you think that radio even matters? Do you think it has... Do, no. Where, where does it fit? Doesn't. Do you think that it matters about radio plays and stuff? No. Uh, yes, it does matter. <laughs> it does matter about radio plays. Um, because bullshit-ass record companies actually pay attention to that garbage. Um, radio is a a weird mafia monopoly strange money I just don't fuck with radio at all um but, i don't I don't fuck with djs on the radio I just, just playlists the robots of the future the end okay so do you so you said how like uh execs are sort of pay, playing code a close ear to radio plays, right? Yes. Why do radio plays matter when surely, if you look at it as a statistic thing, most people are listening to their music via... Streaming services. Streaming services. And not only that, it's like, okay, but in their car, but it's like, yeah, but 
pretty much all cars have Bluetooth or you can get yeah. something that plays Bluetooth or you can plug it in or whatever. Exactly. So then what relevance does... They're what, not relevant. Well, there you go. There you have it. The end. Not relevant. I think radio radios... Like, people are always riding radio's dick for no reason. Like, I just don't get it. It's like, who... Who I mean it's a it's a old old trade, I guess. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it's rad to be a D I remember like bumping Hot 97 Funk Master Flex on a Friday night. Ooh. Like yeah. I remember listening out for that song, but now you can listen to that song whenever you want, wherever you want. Okay. You know what I mean? So then the the question is is you know, you have like Apple Music, for example, mm-hmm. and they have radio shows on there, like yeah. your uh your beats one and the rest mm-hmm. of it. Um, or even um, on YouTube, you have uh, what's it, Charlemagne the God? What's yeah. his radio show um, called? Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Right. So, do you think that's the better medium for that's like new radio? Do you think it's, it's just podcasts, so really? You, so, yeah, yeah, that's it's kind of that's, the talk that's where part of radio of, is now podcast. The music part of radio is now nice. playlist. Okay, the end. There's no need for radio. Radio is dead so do you do you think that maybe there's a place to so what you're saying that 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 they shouldn't be combined anymore because you're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and then sit here and bump you know a two three four minute track not talking to each other Mm -hmm. whilst it's being recorded right you know what i mean why would you want to turn on a channel or anything mm. that has music that somebody else wants to play. If you can just choose to play the music that you want to play, you know, you so, know, when you're in the car with somebody and you pass in the aux cord and you're like, fucking seriously, dude, like you're just putting yeah. on this thing that nobody knows. Like, yeah, that's put on a track f- that everybody knows. You know what I mean? Like let, when I'm, when I'm handing the aux cord and I'm the DJ in the car, cause at that yeah. point you're the DJ. Yeah. You start breaking out the tunes that everybody could sing along to. That's your job. You can't be like, oh, guys, check out this new Earl sweatshirt. Like, nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless they ask you, oh, what's new new shit that you've been bumping? And then you get that reputation of, oh, he always bumps new shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Like, my coworkers, my coworkers follow my playlist, Belly's Bangers. Yeah. And I'm always pump, bumping whatever the stuff that I bump, whether it's new, old, whatever. If it's new to me, I'm putting it on there, and that's my playlist that I go through. Yeah. We'll make a 1994 was yesterday playlist on Spotify where we'll put our, you yeah. know, the stuff that we bump on. Absolutely. But if you don't like something on a playlist, you can just skip it or play your own thing. That's the beauty of it. So you so for you radio is definitely a, a pastime just like TV and broadcast television, sorry. And yeah, so broadcasting in general dead. And you feel there's not really a place for nope. for within radio uh, within that sort of topic of music and uh conversation to be combined oh for sure there is yeah but i mean as in like playing playing music and then no i, I think it's just awkward it's weird i huh? want to either listen to someone speak or i want to either listen to music i don't want funk master flex stopping at every five seconds to go funk master flex yeah, that and then is playing the music, really and then thirty seconds later, he starts it over again. It's like, what's this shit, bro? You know how many times he starts tracks over, over and over? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's tough to listen to. It's like, 
I'm over it. I don't even want to go to a fucking club, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to even listen to live DJs play stuff. I want to go listen to the artists that I want to listen to, mm-hmm. see them live, see them play their stuff. I'm not going to go to the club and listen to some guy just bumping other people's music. It's yeah. like, what's the point of that? Just put on a play- chuck on a- at our at our wedding. We just chuck on a playlist. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, we didn't have a DJ picking the music. It's like, what? You have a public playlist that people can add tunes to and it'll just keep playing down and whatever you guys want to hear is what everybody's going to hear. If it's whack, we'll just press skip. The end. That's quite a good, uh, a good way to do it because if you think that like, if I was to have a DJ as an example, I'd be like, these are the tracks that you're playing. Yeah. Don't be playing anything else other than this shit that I want to hear because yeah. that's what I like to hear. Right. And my friends, the people who can be yeah. here, that's what they like to hear. So effectively, you're, all they're doing is pressing play at that point. Right. And mixing it. Yeah. Which is a, which is a skill. Mixing is a skill. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To hold the crowd and all that stuff. But it's like, I get, if you're a DJ, like I got a boy, Parker, right? Who's mm-hmm. a DJ, EDM, whatever that genre is. Mm-hmm. He makes his own shit at the house, mm-hmm. makes his own mixes, and then goes out and plays it. So people like Parker's mixes. You know what I mean? Parker's beats, all mm-hmm. that stuff. That's rad. I think that's sick. But... You wouldn't book somebody if they're just going to press play on a playlist anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just paying tons of money for that now. It doesn't make any sense. That's my thing on it. There we have it. Um, Ready here first. Not that it matters, but... It matters. Oh, we should have named the podcast Not That It Matters. Ooh. <laughs> Still talking. Maybe in another life. Um, mo- mo- moving on. Moving on. Um... Any sort of products that you come across recently or anything like that that within our sort of grasp that you like the look of? I think cool, deserve a shout out. No. Uh, no. Uh, scoop and Way in Cronella. There's a Scoop and Way place and I just discovered like the beauty of Scoop and Way. Yeah. Not like the coal Scoop and What Way. is it? They just have like a bunch of random ass stuff that you can just like buy in bulk and bring your own containers in and fill up your containers. Food. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So you can like, like not just nuts and pick and mix and that kind of stuff, but like I got chocolate covered freeze dried strawberries. That's rad. You know what I mean? Or you can scoop and weigh soap berries to wash your clothes. You know what I mean? Like you just scoop and scoop and weigh whatever the heck you want. That's kind of cool. Good um, concept. Cashew butter. You know what I mean? Like you just get the amount that you need. Well, I mean, that is uh, a good sustainable. <laughs> Got there in the end. Good sustainable future. You know, just yeah. take what you need. That's how it used to be back in the day. Yeah. As in like way back in the day. Yeah. Just take what you need and then leave the rest. Just go up to the deer, chop his leg off and then bring his deer home, yeah. you know, and then let and him then just chill. Whatever. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> um, what about you? Nah, pretty much. That's yeah, it. Yeah, There's cool. no Cornell Scoop and Way. Sponsored by Cornell Scoop and Way. Yeah. Go visit them. It's, they're actually not called Cornell Scoop and Way. They just, no. you'll, you'll figure it out. There you go. If you just type in Cornell Scoop and Way, it's called like Earth's Choice or some generic ass bullshit name. That doesn't surprise me that that's the name <laughs> at all. Earth's Voice. Ooh, fun show. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. This week uh, in 1994, hip hop. Um, we had Beastie Boys um, actually released 
uh, an album called Some Old Bullshit. And yeah. it was not at all what I was expecting. It's like full hardcore. Um, and it's the from like... boys. Yeah, it's from their, like a bunch... It's a compilation, basically, of all their shit from the 80s. Um, which is all hardcore, basically. So it's pretty interesting to see sort of how they were. But then uh, later on in 1994, they actually released... Um, Ill Communication, mm-hmm. which is like a banger. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you guys out there haven't heard it, go uh, look it up. It's uh, pretty pretty damn good. Beats on fire. You don't have to wait for the DJ to play it. You can just go on Spotify and look it up. There you go. There you go. You can discover new music. It's the truth. Um, new to you. Old to the world. A-D-O-R released The Concrete, which is the single. Um I'd never heard of even this person. Me, me either. When I was trying to like look it up and stuff, there's an album that is like uh, best hits or whatever, which was released in 2002, but this song came out in 1994. Yeah. There's like no trace of an album or anything, but this track is an absolute beast. It has all the ni- early 90s feels that you would want from yeah, it. It's cool. absolutely sick. Um, they have a sample of trumpet, or he samples a trumpet, which check it rad it's sick it's the jam um and then down south released lost in brooklyn down south down south yeah um really sick very i gotta check it out yeah 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 uh beats are great very sort of classic boom bap um a lot of like um wind instrument Mm -hmm. influences samples and shit really good vibe um yeah, a couple of standout tracks, but yeah, it's, it's a little worth a listen, man, for sure. For um, sure. But yeah, moving on. Anything uh, going on in Sid this week that you know of? Just one thing I know of. Um, Vibe AF. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catch a Vibe and Lord Gladstone on Saturday. Yeah. Um, trying to find the time. 10 p.m. till late, I believe. Um, it's a bushfire relief show. Um, so they got a couple artists on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the vibe is with this or what, if it's a specific genre or if they're mixing genres, but, um, I got a boy, George, who, who runs it. So, um, shout out Vibe. Yeah. Shout out George. Shout out wisdom noises. Um, Vibe AF Sydney is, uh, their handle and they'll yeah. just be at the Lord Gladstone. Sick. That's all I know. That's going on this Saturday. So yeah, I don't know anything else really. To be fair, um, I didn't have a massive big look into it, but um, but yeah, there was nothing that sort of shouted out straight away. Google it. Google you got, it. You got two hands and a keyboard. Now you can Google things. You don't even have to wait to look in the newspaper or right. a magazine you to know see what I'm it. Saying. No, you can go to Facebook events. If you're lonely as fuck, go to Facebook events. There's on something on Hundreds every day. Of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much stuff, if anything. <laughs> um. All right, and then lastly, but not leastly, uh, we have a few um, questions or comments from you guys out there, which is awesome. Thank you for uh, participating. You know, this sort of thing we're going to be doing every week. uh, Is there... You know, just interacting in that and seeing what's up. Um, First one, firstly, got a lot of bullshit ones being like, uh, clearly they're bots. Being like, hey, what do you think of my... 
my photos yeah yeah like not like if it was like my mixtape i might be like oh maybe this is a real real dude right. but yeah. no uh, but we got a few. So one of them was from a CJ Wellsmore um, saying, on a scale of one to stuff, can you explain what this thing you are doing is? One to stuff? It's like a, like from like one to ten, but he's one to stuff. Uh, but basically, the question is like, question like <laughs> what, what are we doing? Uh, talking shit for about an hour, sometimes over. Talking shit about what we want to talk about. 1994 to present hip-hop culture and all the rest. Um, two interesting men. At least we think we're interesting. I just definitely giving, think I'm just interesting. Just giving their old opinion. Making something that you can listen to while you're taking a shower, while you're taking a dump, while you're driving to work, while you're falling asleep. That's my favorite way of listening to the podcast, falling asleep. Falling asleep is definitely a good way of doing it, mm -hmm. that's for sure. Um, and then we got one from, um, I'm just trying to find out what the, oh, uh, L-O-J-M.P. Oh, that's a trust, trusting username. Uh, um, and they said, because we talked about Biggie and Puffy last week, right. they said, so what really happened with Tupac? He's chilling on a beach in Mexico right now. Are Absolutely. You kidding me? 100%. Are you kidding me? 100%. I'm all over the that end. seven day theory Let me thing. Just drop this mic real quick. Yeah. Done. That's chilling on a beach in Mexico. Yeah. Completely agree with you. Um, and we can dive deep in that like maybe another, another time. Yep. But, but yeah, he's chilling for sure. It's kicking with Elvis. <laughs> oh man, could you imagine? And Saddam Hussein, sadly enough. I know, I know, I said it. I don't think Saddam's dead. Just Actually, I don't think he is either. Oh, sorry, I, I, you I mean used the wrong guy. You I mean said Osama. Osama bin Laden. Yeah, I knew who you meant. <laughs> I said Saddam. Clearly Saddam might be dead again. We don't know. Photoshop's a real thing. And know? the thing is, Osama bin Laden was uh, like uh, part of the CIA. So yeah, it's like, yeah. you. anyway, that's, that's another, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you if you dig the conspiracy theories, yeah, fire them off. Yeah, because we, we love talking about that. Stuff. We love that stuff. It's fun. Um, and then is Ms. Kism um, another trusty username? He said, um, "When did Lil Wayne sort of fall off?" Um, but I think we kind of said. I mean, for me, it was definitely um, like get boring. You know, um, for me, it was. After it came out of Rikers, everything after that, Carter 5 onwards, trash. The month after Bed Rock released. Oh, yeah? That was a that was a banger, that song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So everything after that? I guess, yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's when I considered it to be yeah. like, okay, I'm over it. Yeah. Fair play. Um, and Thanks then, for the questions. Yeah, appreciate for the questions. Um, and then... Um, have you got access to the 94 account? Just yes. have a quick look. Yeah. Because uh, I, for some reason on my iPad, it won't let me look at it. Let's see. I think I do. Uh, no, I don't. Well, we'll answer them in the uh, in the stories and stuff if there is any on there. I'm pretty sure I've answered the couple that were actually on there from memory. Um, but yeah, aside from that, 
make sure uh, you let us know if there's anything that you want us to talk about in particular. Slide into the DMs. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, subscribe. Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Uh, uh, click the bell to get the notification. Ding. Um, but yeah, thanks for the support and all the kind words that people have been saying. Thanks for the feedback. That's definitely um, super important for us. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, on that note, peace. We out. Peace.